This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. Hour number two is upon us. Yes, I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Also, my special guest, who I've been promoting really uh, quite a bit this week, because I wanted you guys to be listening today, especially John Canada from Denver IT Security with me today, because really, I know John's focus, and for a lot of you listening, yes, you, those of you that are business owners, you have networks, you have either a LAN, some of you might have a WAN, so a wide area network, but really, for all of you listening, what we're going to talk about for the next half hour or so really applies to everyone. You may be an owner, you may be working inside of a company, but the reality is we're going to give all of you some tips today that will keep you safe across the board because, John, to, to, we talked about this coming into this particular segment. Uh, there are a lot of scammers out there, period, not just in the business world. And here's where I'm going with this. You're most likely in the business world. Some of you may even own a business. Guess what? Those scammers are after you. They're after your kids. They're after your spouses. They're after your employees. The reality is, John, they're trying to get everyone. Am I right? They are. They are trying to get anybody that they can. And they are very believable, these people. They're slick. Um, a lot of you have probably heard of of somebody or maybe yourself received a phone call from Microsoft telling you that you've got a virus on your computer. Um, or <laughs> Not going to happen, know, but it laughing, does. But I mean, it, let me rephrase that. Those calls are happening, but no, they don't know that. Right. And a lot of people now know that Microsoft is not going to call you. But the the hackers and the, the bad actors that we're really concerned about are the ones that do sound believable. Yes. These, these are people that are professionals at what they do. They are con artists. That's what we used to call them in the past. And mm -hmm. now they're cybersecurity hackers or whatever you want to call them these days. But they're the same people. They are. Just a different name yep. on them. The other ones that you guys will see, too, and this is one we'll delve into a little bit today with John on, is there's a bunch of emails going around. I got four emails yesterday, and here's how I know they're scammers. I host my own email server. Most of the scammers probably don't know that. Mm -hmm. Given the fact that I host my own, I'm never, ever, ever going to receive a message, verify your email because of X, Y, Z, or it will be deleted off of said server. Okay, I'm not going to get those, John, ever. <laughs> Why? Because I'm hosting my own, and I, it would have come from me, and it's not. So the reality is I know right off the bat that's a, a phishing email, if you would. But my point there is, is how many people out there listening get something like that and don't know? Lots. I get phone calls all the time. Uh, or I get emails forwarded to me all the time from clients, like, is this real? And I have to be honest with you, sometimes I look at it and it looks pretty good. The ones I got yesterday, John, I, I should have saved them. I should have just sent them to you. I, I, I wasn't thinking about it. I can probably go dig them out of the trash. But reality is, yeah, I looked at these ones even thinking, man, did my server send that out? I'm like, holy <laughs> cow, that looks pretty darn believable because it is. Now, for me, of course, all I, and I'm a Mac user and, the Mac mail program gives me the ability to ho hover over a link and it will tell me without even clicking the link, I can hover over it and see where am I going to go if I click this. It's actually a really cool feature that I don't know if everybody else outside of the Apple world has, but in my program I do. And when I just hover over it, I can say, oh, okay, well, I, yeah, this is taking me someplace I don't want to go. 
Right, and it's not just Mac. Uh, Windows has that too. Outlook, okay. Outlook okay. will do that. So sure. really quick, explain. I probably didn't do a very good job a moment ago of explaining how that works. So explain that because I'm not sure everybody out there knows what I just said. Oh, right. Well, somebody will send you an email telling you to click a link. And you look at it, and it says uh, Microsoft.com or something that you recognize. But when you hover over it with your mouse, down at the bottom of the window, it will show you where it's actually going. If you see In other words, where you're going to jump to on the Internet. Correct. Through a browser. Correct. Whatever your, whatever your default browser is, if you click that, that's where you're going to go. The email's telling you that, right? Correct. The email is telling you something, but... What the email program might be telling you, if you hover over it, is where you're actually going, right. not where the sender tells you you're going. Right. Now, and even these can be very deceiving because sometimes it's a OneDrive account that has some malware in it. And you say, oh, well, it's from Microsoft or it's OneDrive or SharePoint or something like that. And you recognize it and it looks like it could be from a valid company, but it's not. So you just have to be careful where it's coming from. Read the email. My suggestion always is, and John, I don't know what you tell your clients, but my suggestion always is, when in doubt, don't click. Exactly. That's Period. That's the number one rule of thumb. If you have any doubt at all, delete, don't click. Correct. Um, I, I will add to that, if you know, if it appears to be coming from somebody you know, call that person. Ask. Right. Great and, point. And call a number that you know to be correct. Don't call the email that, uh, the, I'm sorry, the phone number that's in their email well, signature. Typically, this is the other thing too, typically, you guys out there listening, even especially especially in the business world, you typically know your IT person, okay? Right. Whoever's handling that. You typically have the ability to text said person. If you don't even want to take the time to call, at least send a text message, say, hey, did you just send something out in bulk to all of us, you know, requesting us to do such and such? Right. That is a very good... They're typically going to say, uh, no. <laughs> what did you just get? Because here's the thing, even here even here inside of the Crawford Network, we've had a few of these things that mm -hmm. have come up. And, of course, when I see them, I'm just like, oh, I should be telling IT they're coming, but I'm, I'm that delete guy. It's like, okay, that's that's not that's false, delete, done. I should probably be, be telling the powers that be that, hey, these things are going on. But I'm so used to getting them, and John, I just delete and I don't bother because anymore for me it's just a daily occurrence. For a lot of people, it's a daily occurrence, and I get complaints, not complaints, but customers telling me their frustrations about this and what can we do about it. What can you do? Well, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of software, a lot of cloud services that you could subscribe to that will block phishing emails. Okay. They, there are some that will actually click the link for you before it gets to you, see where it goes, and if it's malicious. Oh, I didn't know will, that. It will okay. just remove that link from your email. Yeah, Microsoft okay. provides this with... Uh, some of their 365 products. Okay. Um, it will also remove attachments and explode them basically on their server, see if it, if it's something legitimate or not, and if not, it will remove it. But whatever you go with, whatever you use, I, I always try to be careful to tell people that nothing is 100%. And a lot of times you get this software, you get anti-phishing software or cloud services or antivirus, whatever products you're buying and subscribing to, realize that they're not 100% perfect. And a lot of times Great it point. gives people a false sense of invulnerability, like, oh, I can click that because it came to me, so it must be okay. It got through the spam filter. So i got to use the filter. noggin, right? Correct, yeah, because it, it might be 99% effective, but it's that 1%, that's that one email that yeah. gets you. Great point. All right. John Kanata again joining us, Denver IT Security. If you want to know more, whether you're listening in this really, you know, John's whole uh, premise, you know, the whole company approach is to help businesses, not saying that he wouldn't answer a question if one of you listening has one, but really he's here to help the business owners that are out there. Those of you that have anywhere from, I don't know what, John, five to 50 computers. Am I saying that right? Yes, I'm wearing that range okay. would be. So if you're in that world and mm -hmm. you need help on the IT, by the way, if you need help because you haven't heard from your IT guy in years or months, I've said this before and I mean this, if it's been months since you've heard from your IT guy, you need to be calling John. Find him at denveritsecurity.com and just put the slash KLZ in there. And if you're driving and you forget any of that, 
John's our only IT guy we have listed on KLZ Radio, so just go to klzradio.com, and you can find him there as well. Up next, Fort Buttress Mortgage, and Kurt's going to join me here at the 5 o'clock hour as well, so we'll be hearing from Kurt in the meantime. Anything you need from Kurt, call direct 720-895-0500. We'll be right back, though. So, again, John's not going anywhere. we got a full another segment with him. If you have a question for John, text me, 307-200-8222. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001 and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA. All right, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Don't forget to ask about the Quiet Cool System. There's a $300 off deal right now. you got to mention KLZ, but the number that we're going to give you takes you right to our KLZ number anyways. Again, klzradio.com or call 720-526-0231. Reduce your energy costs with a Quiet Cool fan installation from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Because Quiet Cool homes don't reheat as quickly as homes without the system, your quiet cool fan reduces the dependence on air conditioning. When your home stays cool, you don't waste as much energy trying to keep it that way. Your new quiet cool fan also uses 90% less energy than running AC throughout the day, which helps with the bills too. The U.S. Department of Energy called the quiet cool whole house fan the most cost efficient way to cool your home. Take advantage of the cool mornings and give your AC and wallet a rest this summer. Pull up to 50 degrees out of your house with a quiet, cool system installation from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Schedule your comfort evaluation with a trusted expert at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, High Five Plumbing, as I mentioned earlier, they are looking for help, even on the apprentice end of things. So if you want to be a plumber, they've got an apprentice program for you. They're looking for folks to help them out on the office side of the fence, in the warehouse, and, of course, going out into the field. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or klzradio.com. Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action, showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Now is the time to stand up for life. Now is the time to stand up for women facing unplanned pregnancies. Now is the time to support pro-life ministry Save the Storks. Your monthly gift will help us put more medical units, called stork buses, on the road, giving women the choice to choose life for their babies. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now and sign up to support our ministry with a gift of $35 a month. Please don't wait. Go to SaveTheStorks.com now. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. 
All right, we are back, and I've highlighted all week that John Canada from Denver IT Security would be with us for this first half hour today, and I appreciate John taking time out of his day to join us because I know that does take time away from the other things you're doing. I appreciate it. Common things you get from owners when it comes to the IT world. Common questions. Regarding security? Yes. Uh, most of the time people say, oh, no, we're good. <laughs> so um, not, we don't need any help. We're good. And then next week, person. it's a problem. Yeah. And the other question I get is, are we 100% secure? And I can never give you 100% no one ever guarantee is. of anything. No one ever is. Uh, so so what's, what, what, where, okay, this is a question that even I would have for you. Where do you feel that sense of security lies? In other words, we're 95% there, we're 90% there. I mean, what level do you feel comfortable? Because I, I agree with you, nobody's ever 100%. There's no such thing as 100% security. I don't care whether it's physically with a store and windows and bars and so on. I mean, you always see the hijack movies of somebody coming in and, you know, getting into a, you know, I watched, cause I watched Ocean's Eleven the other day on the airplane going to Mexico. Okay, that's a great example of, yeah, they, the Blasio thought it was, and again, it's just a movie, but you know where I'm going with this. Everybody thinks even security-wise in their home, they're secure, but no one ever is 100%. So at what level do you feel comfortable? That's something that we call risk appetite. How much risk are you willing to take? Okay. And that varies from one company to another, from one person to another. Normally, what I like to do is find that balancing point based on uh, where they stand, where, where their security stands, and what their budget is, Okay. and kind of weigh it out. Like, for instance, what gives them the most bang for the buck? So if they're like at a 50% secure, let's say you just make up a number there, sure. they're, they're sure. at 50%, and for an extra $100, they can be at 60%, or for $100 in a different direction, they can be at 70%. I would push them toward that 70 right so maybe some areas they're more vulnerable but those are areas that don't matter as much don't or, have a, don't or have or a big huge likely. cost effect to them is what you're saying right right okay. so in a risk analysis what we would do if somebody would do a full risk analysis we would measure the impact of a threat if something were to happen how bad would it be uh, versus the probability of that threat happening and once you weigh that out you just just determine if this is a high risk, a high high likelihood of it happening, uh, a high probability and a high uh, impact, then that's something you want to address right away. And again, not everybody's the same. It depends on how you're storing your data, how your calls are answered, uh, all kinds of things. How you your people are behaving, where are they at, are they tapping back into the network, outside of the network, all those things I, I'm guessing are a yes, variable, uh, right? Yeah, and are you keeping paper files? Do you you have whiteboards with information on them. I've been in businesses where I walked in the conference room and there's all their clients listed on a whiteboard from the last meeting. Uh, so all kinds of things like that. And when I do a risk assessment, these are some of the things I look for. And so just based on the, the culture of the company the uh, and the amount of risk they're willing to take and what their budget looks like, I can help them pick the things that are going to give them the most bang for the buck. I guess what you're really doing is you're going to pick the things that cause the most pain, either financially or physically, because there's a physical pain to some of this, because when you have to go back in and rebuild data and things along those lines, there's a physical pain, there's a financial pain as well. I'm guessing what you do is figuring out, here's what the actual pain is, here's the dollar figure I can help you relieve that pain, or how much pain are you willing to endure? Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's really what it comes down to, correct? Right. So normally if somebody analyzes a particular vulnerability that they might have, and let's say that uh, somebody could get into their company files that have, I don't know, their financial information, what would that damage do to them? Okay. Well, it could cost them $3 million to recover from that, but the solution for it is $1,000. Well, that makes sense to go for that. Of course. Now, if it's going to save them... $50,000 and the solution costs 30000 It's not worth it. Probably not. And you just leave it alone and, and, so and, those and are, take your chances. Those are the types of things we could do in a full risk analysis is weigh out the costs. It's really not and much different than what we do in all other sorts of businesses exactly. that are out there, right? Exactly. No all different. businesses do some kind of a risk analysis. or It's actually probably not much different than what they're doing for some of their clients. <laughs> Correct? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, here's the cost. Here's the benefit of what do you want to do? Right. It's no different than what you're doing for them, right? Exactly. And that's why I say it's a risk appetite. How much risk are you willing to eat and how much do you want to mitigate? Yeah. The well, only thing I will advise a lot of you listening that have businesses, just look at that openly. In other words, be honest with yourself because I've also known companies where they think, oh, yeah, we don't have anything anybody's going to be after. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then all of a sudden, they're dead in the water for three days because there was ransomware and they didn't pay the ransom. So they've had to go through and rebuild everything in the process. And by the way, that's an expensive endeavor of what I just said. What is your risk appetite? As John just said, what can you afford or not? Right, right. I I did know one accountant uh, before she became a client that was hit by ransomware. It took them six months and, I don't know, how many tens of thousands of dollars, and they still never really recovered. Some things you don't. You hear those stories where somebody had a computer, and on that hard drive it had X. I know of a particular business where there are some very key things on one particular hard drive, and we'll get into all of the details, but let's just say through the course of events that hard drive was no longer accessible. Okay. I won't get into all the details, but that hard drive is no longer accessible. Uh, that's a huge loss for a particular business like that. Not only, guys, a loss in time and effort and energy putting those things back, but just the egg on your face when it comes to even individuals. You're now asking for data all over again because you already had it once. Right. And now that, you look really dumb. You do. And uh, it, it, not really dumb, but you, you look no, like you look you're dumb, irresponsible. John. No, no, no. You look dumb. I'll say it as it is. <laughs> okay. you, you look dumb. As an owner, and you're supposed to be the guy they're coming to, and you're supposed to have all this stuff dialed in, and you now don't. No, you look dumb. Okay. I'm just being honest. As, a, as an owner, you look really, I mean, you've got egg on your face. You just put a huge black eye on your business, and you didn't need to, is my point. That's where you come into play. You take those black eyes away. Before they become black. That's right. Before they ever before they ever exist. Exactly. Yeah. So there are ways that we would do backups in a case like you're talking about a hard drive not being accessible. Uh, a lot of hackers though are smart enough to know when there's backups being done. If they're in your network, lingering and lurking Hanging around, out there. they're watching what you're doing. They see where your backups are going. They will delete your backups before they hit you with the ransomware. Yeah, in some cases, folks, depending upon your business, where John comes in and does an analysis, you may want a complete backup where you just go take that thing and stick it in the safe at home or something along those lines where it's not even on your network, period, correct? Definitely not on your network. There are cloud services that are secure and uh, would be difficult at best. For a, a hacker to get but into. for some of you, depending upon your business, you may want an actual physical copy that you literally carry home and go put in your home safe. I would say, yeah, it wouldn't hurt to do that. Do an archive once a month or something like that. For some of your businesses that you're doing, the accountants of the world, mm-hmm. yeah. that that's what I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. Just a side note. Anyways, John, appreciate you joining us. Uh, it's, it's great having you. And those of you out there listening, please, 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 if you're a business owner and you do not have all of this dialed in, I can't. as a, as a coach myself, I cannot stress to you enough to get this dialed in because I can tell you I have coached through individuals along these lines where it has become very painful for them. And, and it's not just painful financially, John. It's painful just on the mental, physical side of the fence as well. Of course. So appreciate yeah. you very much. DenverITSecurity.com well, slash KLZ. But again, if you're driving and you want to know how to get a hold of John, just go to KLZRadio.com and find him there. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith wants to help you with all of your future financial planning. There's a, a seminar coming up. Actually, he's going to buy you dinner next Tuesday night. Just find out if you can get registered for that by dialing 303-744-1128. A trustworthy advisor who's well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128.
That's 303-744-1128. Extreme Auto Repair, folks, where you can take care of your vehicle because the better you take care of it, the better it takes care of you. And I will tell you, I, I maybe just an anomaly today, but when I came down today, I bet I saw at least a half a dozen vehicles on the side of the road, everything from exploded tires to hoods up to you name it. And yes, the heat tends to do things like that, but make sure that your vehicle is ready to go and Extreme can do that for you. 303-841-1071. Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problem-solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme. Okay, in our home transitions, as I said, we're going to have... Uh uh, Kurt Rogers with us here in just a few minutes, about half an hour away, and we're going to talk everything from just home, home sales in the area, mortgage, mortgage rates, all the different things that, that coincide with that. But if you're looking to move, find a home, change homes, size up, size down, you name it, K&R Home Transitions can help you. Two realtors for the price of one, that's what the ladies do, the K&R is for Catherine and Robin. Find them, find them today at klzradio.com. You have so much equity trapped inside the four walls of your house. With how much your property has appreciated over the years, Realtors Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions will help you get creative with your home equity. Think about your home like any other investment. You want to buy low, sell high. Now that your kids have flown the nest, you don't need all that space. In fact, you'd rather not have so many rooms to clean. Imagine what you could do with hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. Buy an RV to travel the country, living like young-at-heart vagabonds. Downsize and use the leftover equity as a down payment for your kids, helping them start a new life as homeowners. Buy an investment property to supplement your retirement with rental income. Hire KLZ's real estate team to maximize your sale price with two hands-on realtors for the price of one. Fill out the contact form at klzradio.com home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. Metro Pavers has a fantastic opportunity for Class A or B commercial dump truck drivers, offering competitive wages, advancement opportunities, health insurance, paid vacation, and performance bonuses. This is the right company to work for. Qualifications for the job include a valid Class A or B commercial driver's license, a professional attitude, hardworking, and the ability to work overtime as needed. You must be able to pass a DOT physical and have a clean motor vehicle registration over the last three years. Metro Pavers built its reputation as a premier asphalt and paving company that has excelled in the greater Denver metro area for multiple generations. The ideal candidate has good communication skills, accountability, and experience safely loading, unloading, and securing equipment. Take advantage of this opportunity by visiting MetroPaversInc.com. That's MetroPaversInc.com. And tell them KLZ sent you. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Thanks for joining us. Scott McKay joining us now. He is actually author of a new book, The Revivalist Manifesto. Scott, welcome. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. You also have a new website as well, which is rvivr.com. What is that? I can only imagine. What's it stand for? It's Well, it's reviver.com. We actually saved money there you <laughs> giving go. away the E's when we got the domain. Makes, so, makes uh, sense. You know, it's one of those cool palindromes that people are using for website names now. So, that all works. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's all about this, uh, this new thing we're calling revivalism, which is actually not really all that new. No, it is not. Talk about – well, let's just get into it. Talk about the book. Uh, I mean, there's no, no – uh, 
I mean, we talk about it daily here on our program, where we're at as a country, the things we're going through. In fact, every Thursday at three, we do an entire hour dedicated towards everything that's gone on with, you know, COVID and their response to right. and now the vaccines and so on. And again, most people listening know exactly where I stand, uh, which I'm guessing from looking at the website and the things I've, I've run through with you, we, we are pretty much lock, stock and barrel. But, you know, talk about the book. Well, the book is um, sort of an answer to a lot of people on the right who think America is just in decline and it's over and all of the, those kinds of things. I, I'm trying to give a little bit of perspective um, because the country has been in rough situations before, uh, the most notable ones being, let's say, the Civil War and the Great Depression. Um, which signified the end of political eras, right? The first mm-hmm. political era basically was uh, started in 1800 when Thomas Jefferson, you know, beat John Adams and the Federalist Party basically went away as a result. Um, but then that era ended with James Buchanan, who most people think is the worst president in American history, or at least thought so before 2017 or 20, uh, 2021, rather. Right. Um, And, you know, so Lincoln gets elected and it starts a whole new political era that the Republican Party dominates. Other than Woodrow Wilson, there was no significant Democrat president from 1860 to 1932. Um, And that era very much reflected sort of what the Republican Party was based on. Um, And then, you know, you had a a terrible president in Herbert, Herbert Hoover who signified the end of that second era. And then, you know, FDR comes in. We have the New Deal. He has four terms. Truman's elected another day. Five straight Democrat uh, elected presidents. And by the time those those five terms were over, the Republican Party was basically a Me Too party, uh, even when it had really successful presidents. They couldn't challenge sort of the New Deal slash Great Society uh, public policy mindset that has dem- you know, dominated this era. But this era is over because just like prior to 1860 and just like prior to 1932, nothing works anymore. And it's not America that's dying. It's this era. So something else is going to replace it. And we've seen a taste of what the other side has, which is the AOC, Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm you know, left-wing democratic socialist mentality that basically has captured Joe Biden uh, and nothing really works when they run it, or it's going to be populist conservatives, whether it's, you want to call it America first or MAGA, you know, even really, I don't think is it much difference from what the Tea Party was to that. And I'm using the word revivalism because I don't really want to use conservative conservatism anymore because what are we conserving? We don't like the status quo. We're actually the revolutionaries these days. Yeah, we get away from the status quo and go go to something that's completely new, which is exactly what we need as a country. Yeah, I want conservatism on offense. I don't want to stand yeah. athwart history yelling stop. That doesn't get you anywhere. No, exactly. No, we, we need major change. It's interesting. I had a long conversation this morning with some folks regarding some of the uh, elections we have going on here in Colorado and where we're heading into even our own governor's race and some things along those lines. And, you know, the question came up, you know, what do we do? And this, I'm talking Colorado specifically, but I think it applies to a lot of other areas in the country as well, Scott. And really the, the, mm-hmm. the point that I made, and a lot to what you're talking about, is we've got to do things differently than what we've done in the past. And to think that, you know, we can go third party or think that we can do all these different things that other folks out there think are going to be successful, which frankly, Scott, I will tell you will not be. We've got to have no, in the conservative right. movement a complete new trajectory in what we're doing, the the battle plan, I guess you could say, which I know you talk about in the book. We need a new battle plan, period. Well, you know, the key thing is to change the mentality, because right. for too long after Ronald Reagan, um, you know, you basically have had a Republican Party that was dominated by the Bushes, right. who were essentially ruling class types. Well, they're globalists. That, Scott, know, let's say for yeah, what it is. They're globalists. And, they want to see the country run completely different than what you and I want. That's right. And, and, you know, and their strategy for America was largely managed decline. Um, and, and, you know, and, and which, which really quick, really quick, let's stop for a moment. The reason yeah. for that is because if we can keep the country in decline and we go to more of a global movement, well, then, of course, that in their, you know, in their eyes, that's the savior. That's the answer. Not getting America back on its feet. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the thing about a global movement is that it's got to have a global elite. 
That's right. right? And, and what That's we've right. seen over the space of the last, you know, 35 years is America, our, our economy has become almost oligopolistic with a very small number of corporations controlling a very large amount of the economy. We've got a two-tiered legal system where people who are connected uh, can get away literally with murder. Um, and, you know, and, and we're not actually doing the things that benefit our people. And the Republican Party got sucked into that along with, you know, obviously the Democrat Party has totally gotten sucked into mm-hmm. it. Um, and breaking away from that mindset, which was something Donald Trump did uh, and made lots of mistakes along the way, but it didn't really matter so much because he was so in tune with what the American people were looking for and had been demanding of the Republican Party and its leaders wouldn't give it. And, you know, so the guy who's the, you know, the you're fired guy from The Apprentice gets elected president really almost despite the fact that, you know, the GOP was not listening. And I think the party now is beginning to come around to that. The question is, we've got to build a movement that has the kind of organization and structure and standards to stand the test of time and launch a new political era by which populist conservatism can be, you know, the new zeitgeist of the American political scene. Yeah, the way I explained Trump's win was, he actually went back to a base that everyone else, the liberals, even conservatives, had forgotten. He actually rallied yeah. that base, much to the demise of the Democrats, who were caught flat-footed in that particular election with Hillary Clinton. Essentially, what Trump did was, and I'm saying it, I, maybe I'm wrong in this, Scott, but I think anybody, didn't have to just be Trump, anybody that would have spoke to and catered to the group that everyone else had forgotten would have won that election handily, and that's exactly what Donald Trump did. Well, I I mean, I would just say this. If it wasn't going to be Trump, who was the GOP nominee, it was going to be Ted Cruz, who was, you know, didn't have the cultural cachet that Trump had, but had made a political career out of being an iconoclastic populist conservative. Um, So, I mean, you know, really, that is where the party is. That's where the voters are. And I think, you know, people of I'm a Generation X guy, people of my generation after, you know, raised on Reagan and understand that's the way it works. I mean, you know, I wouldn't even say Trump is the standard for a, a revivalist uh, leader in America right now. I would say it's Ron DeSantis, yeah, who's agree. younger and, and, you know, yep. does no, a lot of Trump 2.0. So, no, yeah, no, you, 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 know, you were talking to at least a show as far as I'm concerned that, you know, yeah, we, we fully believe that. I mean, I, as much as I love Trump and feel like he – he and Reagan are probably the two presidents in my lifetime. I'm 57. They're the only two presidents in my lifetime that, as far as I'm concerned, actually did anything and accomplished anything yeah. in a positive manner. A lot of the other presidents accomplished things very much the other direction, Obama included. <laughs> and now, you know, you know, right. Sleepy Joe, which, you know, Joe's just a puppet for, you know, the arm of, of the of the party, if you would, that want things done a certain way. He's just ha- he just happens to be the the uh, the guy they propped up there. And I mean, literally propped up there. And I think you know what I mean by that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's much as I love Trump, I also will tell you that I don't feel like he should be the next guy running in 2024. I can live with Trump as the the nominee in 24. Um, What I would say is, you know, let's go through his four years and let's make sure some of the same mistakes don't get made. Well, the only concern I have, and just hear me out here, the only concern I have with Trump running in 2024 is who do the Democrats put up against him? That's my only concern. There are certain people I think he could beat handily, Joe Biden being one of them. There's some other folks like Michelle Obama that Trump would not beat. Uh, Maybe not. I mean, you know, a a lot of it, it really depends on performance, right? I mean, if you get... COVID Trump, then I worry because, you know, 2020 was not a good year for him. No, I mean, it was not. There were a lot of mistakes made. Uh, you, um, I, you and I are, I mean, again, that's what we talk about in that first hour every Thursday here is some of those things that happened. And I know you've even got an article on your website talking about Burks's book. We talked about that a little bit that last hour. But the right. reality is he allowed certain people to sway him and do things that I don't think he particularly wanted to do, but he listened to the wrong voices. And frankly, he should have canned Fauci the, the minute he came into right. office. All the way back in 2016, or actually 2017 of January, I should say. I mean, 
Well, and and certainly it should have fixed it in the spring of 2020, no matter how much you know media blowback there was. The American people don't care what the media has to say anymore. Media com- uh, confidence in this country is in the teens. That's right. It's the lowest in the world. It's the lowest in the history of the world. And and to you know, like Tucker Carlson said in Iowa, I guess it was Monday brilliant speech and he said do not elect republican politicians that care what the new york times thinks yeah and i I do Um, feel like that's one area you know get your thoughts here but i do feel like that's again that was i don't know if it is today but that was one of trump's weaknesses again because i think he paid a lot of it you know given the fact he came from that apprentice world and sort of that new york lifestyle to where news media means a lot to a lot of those individuals i do feel like that was a weakness in trump he worried far too much what the press thought well, and there's something else to this, which is a generational thing, right? True. Donald Trump True. was raised. I mean, he's a yep, baby boomer. Right. He's a guy, you know, the newspapers and the network news is a big deal to those guys. You're correct. I have this conversation with my dad all the time. Oh, the media is this. And I'm like, would you stop telling me about the media? No one cares. Nobody cares what they think anymore. Only those People, guys. My generation and yours, like we were raised to know that the media was a joke. And it's certainly a joke now. So you get a guy like DeSantis, who you know has basically tells the, no tells the media to pound in, sand. In the New York Times. I right? mean, literally, he's a guy like like you and I that'll just tell the media go pound sand. Yeah, I mean, like his press conferences when these national guys come in, it, you know, it, it looks a lot like when say Nick Saban is having a press conference right. with the sports writers, right? And he destroys them, and they're like, "I'm never asking him a question again." Um, you know, and that's how you handle these hostile media people rather than doing the George W. Bush thing where you let yourself be a punching bag until nobody supports you anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just, you know, Trump wasn't that, but Trump also didn't realize the way you handle these people is to disregard them, not to fight them. No, I, I agree. And in fact, that was one of the things that I said, you know, through the, as you know, being on air, that was one of the things I said through the presidency. Well, you know, as much as I love Trump, there's times where I wish he just hadn't even paid attention, you know, whether it's, you know, mean tweets or not, just, you know, don't pay attention, concentrate on the things that matter and just leave those guys alone. You would have done more damage to them by ignoring them than fighting them. Or, or if you can't ignore them, say something dismissive and then go away. Right. Yeah, but, but, you know, but you know, he my feelings, would, the bottom line is the, the less credence you give bloody. them, the better. That's exactly. And, and, you know, I think DeSantis, again, is the standard for that. I think that's how you run a revivalist era is to make the news media totally just meaningless because that's where the public is. We don't care what the Times and the Washington Post and these other uh, uh, media organs that are all partisan Democrats. We don't care what they think anymore and what they write. Agree. Again, Scott McKay joining us. The website, I'll spell it out for you. We'll have it up on our website later tonight as well. But RVIVR.com. You can find the book on Amazon. But there's a link, by the way, right on the homepage of the website where you can go and buy the book at the same time. Scott, it's been great. I'd love to have you back. I've enjoyed it very much, sir. Yeah, any anytime you like, John. Yeah, just, you know, have you guys we'll let do me it. know, and, and I'll, be, I'll come running. <laughs> it's great. No, it's been great meeting you. Thanks a lot, Scott. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you too. You bet. Take care. Have a great evening. American National Insurance is next. My insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, would love to to help you not only save money but be properly insured at the same time and right now one of the things people want to cut back on to save money is insurance be careful because it could cost you in the end 303-662-0789 paul lewinberger with american national insurance will get to know you a computer can't know you personally but paul will as an insurance agent he'll work hard to make sure that you aren't underinsured When it comes to classic or higher-valued cars and trucks, Paul incorporates declared value, which accounts for the added value that you put into your car or truck. After all, it's your hard-earned dollars that have been invested, so be certain you'll be financially whole again if a crisis occurs. When you buy insurance from the Internet, not a person, you don't get that immediate feeling of relief. You go online and plug in different things so that a calculator can spit out a price. You'll typically get state minimums for liability insurance, and you won't get it tailored to your specific needs. You'll probably end up talking to multiple agents who you won't speak to again. Work with Paul every time. For personalized, honest insurance, call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. 
Michael Bailey Law, he is our mobile estate planner. He'll come to you, klzradio.com, or call Michael directly, 720-394-6887. Follow the Michael Bailey philosophy to enjoy this day. Do the thing you don't want to do first. Every day, Michael does whatever he doesn't want to do first. Then he no longer has to do it. Michael enjoys his days. Right now, you can enjoy the rest of your day by calling Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner. Then you will no longer need to think about what will happen to your stuff after you die. So go ahead, enjoy your day. Call KLZ's mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, right now. An absentee-owned business is better than one you need to work every day. When it comes time to sell your company, the potential buyer doesn't want to have to work there. They want it to run itself. You need to think about your future and the future of your company. When you're a small business owner, you keep big business in check. You're a vital part of the local and national economy. Your responsibility as a small business owner is to be an active participant in the planning of your business. If you don't know how to plan for the future, that's okay. Call John Rush. He can show you how to make your business more profitable or even sellable, if that's the plan. Email John at RushMediaInc.com for a free one-hour consultation. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Nancy with Metron Technology said, We have used Business Equipment Service for many years. They are always pleasant to work with and responsive to our infrequent requests for service. We highly recommend them. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, this is a topic I was going to try to get to yesterday. Didn't have a chance. Don't have a lot of time because I've got Kurt that will join us here at the top of the hour. But I'll come back to this next week. But I did want to play this clip that is from uh, Assistant Secretary for Health, Rachel Levine. So just so those of you that maybe don't know this, uh, Rachel is is uh, actually not named, well, her name is Rachel, but she's is a transgendered individual that's running our health for the United States of America on a federal level. I don't know what Rachel's original name was. Bill? I mean, I have no idea. I, sorry, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be making fun, but... This is an individual that doesn't know who they are, but wants to help you with your health. Anyways, I've got something to play that she also had to say. So I'll hit the play button. Here we go, Charlie. So we really want to, 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 to base our treatment and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities and sports, and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. In other words... We want to empower kids to go on puberty blockers and to get sex reassignment surgeries. It's basically what she's talking about here. Why would she say that? Why would Shim say that? Uh, because they've, is it they, them? I, Charlie, what, what pronoun do we use here? Is it he, her, she, she? Oh, it's, it, oh, it's she, her, because they've changed from he, him. It's, 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 Charlie says it's her preferred pronoun. Anyways. This is a gentleman, because I'm going to call him that, because that's what he still is. If you were to uh, dig him up after being dead, gone, and buried some hundred years from now, he'll still have the chromosomes of a man, because he is. He can claim to not be. See, this is my whole problem with transgenderism. They don't know who they are. And they do need mental help. I I will give them that. But they're not in my opinion, fit to serve in these capacities at all. I'll say that. I'll go to the grave saying that, folks. I don't care. You, you can criticize me all day long for saying that, but these are not people that I want to hear from in any kind of an expert status at all. Why? Because they don't know who they are. If they don't know who they are, how can they tell me who I am? They can't. It's like a person trying to fix a car that's never worked on one. How does that work? It doesn't. It's, it's like Kurt coming in here. We're going to talk about mortgages. It'd be like me trying to go write your mortgage. Okay? I know a little bit about them, but I don't know enough about it to do what Kurt does. You need an expert. And I want an expert that knows what they're doing. This particular person doesn't even know who they are. How can they help you with health? 
But yet the Biden administration puts this person in charge of the health department of America. It just, it's, my head's going to explode. Roof Max. Somebody that does know about your roof, that can actually put a new roof on if need be, can save your current roof if that's an option. You name it, Dave is there to help you, whether it be save the roof or replace the roof. Commercial, residential, doesn't matter. He does it all. One-stop shopping, 303-710-6916, or find him at klzradio.com. When you replace your roof now, you're getting less and paying more. Instead of replacing your roof, get a rejuvenate with Dave Hart from RoofMax. Shingles made 15 years ago were thicker and tougher than what's on the market today. Quality materials has gone down, meaning you consistently pay more for the bare minimum. The existing material quality of your roof is probably better now than what you could get on a reasonable budget brand new. Get more life out of your roof with RoofMax. Maintain the longevity of your roof with a patented resin treatment from RoofMax so you can pay less over time. The expert installation of the RoofMax treatment adds a minimum of five guaranteed years to your roof, giving you more time with the investment you already made buying the house in the first place. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. The only recommended roof rejuvenation on KLZ 560 AM. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. I'm trying to be quiet because the guy just said that this is not Rage Radio, it's relatable. But that last segment and listening to somebody that has no clue what's going on in life in general, I, I, I really do want to have just a rage moment and, and just blow up because we, we've, we, we've gone off the rails. Now, I, I do believe that Scott McKay and our last guest that was talking about the Revivalist Manifesto in his book, yes, we can get things back on the rail, but folks, we've got to push back against some of this stuff. And as, as the conservative movement goes, this, this nonsense has to stop. We have got to quit pandering to some of these individuals and saying that it's okay, because it's not. It's not. All right, I'll leave you with that. We'll come back, have a nice hour with Kurt Rogers and talk about some things that will help you out financially speaking. So stay tuned. We'll be with Kurt here in just one minute. Don't go anywhere. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.